dear ones. You're listening to the What God Is Not podcast with Father Michael O'Loughlin and Mother Natalia. Hello, listeners. On today's episode, you are going to hear Father Michael O'Loughlin shamelessly use me as his friend to help him externally process in order for an article that he is writing today uh, while when we recorded. And uh, he's going through... Aristotle's definition of the three different kinds of friendship, the goodness of each, how we move from one kind to another, and how we have different friendships with different people. And he also gives a very beautiful fraternal correction of my um, complaining about the heat while recording. So if you are a hashtag banter hater, you're going to want to skip ahead about seven and a half or eight minutes after the end of this introduction. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to him forever. How you doing, Mother? Pretty good. It feels weird when you ask that when we just like had a conversation about how I'm doing. Oh, sorry. I mean... So Mother is doing okay today. <laughs> um, she just got back from her home visit and did not rest at all. Truth. And, uh, and uh, so she just spent as much time with people she loves as possible, which is exactly what I would do too. And she came back and then had to jump right into the eparchial family day for the eparchy of Parma. It was Parma. a family camp. Family camp. It was a Thursday family, through Sunday. Uh, Thursday through Sunday camp. <laughs> and she was, so she's tired and um, and she's trying to pretend she's not, but I can see it in her eyes <laughs> and you can't see it in her eyes because you can't see her eyes. I'm not grumpy though. Um, Usually when I'm tired like this, I'm really grumpy with you and I don't feel grumpy. I appreciate so that. So that's good. <laughs> I appreciate that. I also ran a camp this past week, the Live in Christ camp. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop clicking my pen before you uh, yell at me. Um, the uh, the Live in Christ camp, which is an amazing vocations camp that is now, next year is going to be our 20th, well, 20th anniversary. Um, we have not done one every year, either because of COVID mm-hmm. or because of taking a year off because of other rallies that were happening in the area around the same time. But it will be, I think our first one, I did Shekhar Father Robert Pipta, but I think our first one was 2003, which is before I was ordained a priest. Wow. For those who are counting. Yeah, we started in Gallup, New Mexico on private land, sleeping in tents, using shower bags. Actually, I take that back. The boys and the leaders slept in, boy, the uh, young adult leaders slept in, in tents. We slept in a house on a mattress <laughs> on the floor, um, even though I was a seminarian, so... But we have had um, we had so many behavior issues back then because the dads would go off and drink in a different part of the forest. Are you serious? And the boys knew this, so the boys would sneak out of their tents, and if the leaders were asleep, the the young adult leaders so they would go try to find where their dads were, <gasps> and then of course the dads were talking, so they would like listen to the sound and go find them. <laughs> And then we had, this guy knows who he is. I had a friend who's my age now. He was a young adult leader and he would call, he would make nicknames for the boys based upon their appearance. And he would give them these nicknames. This is so not girls camp. <laughs> I know. Well, it wasn't really boys camp either. Um, but we, we actually had to, we had to correct him on that because I think the boys, like the boys did, they get it. But some of them were a bit offensive if there were things like the boys had been bullied for. So that had to end real quick too. <laughs> Um, yeah, that girls camp would. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Girls shame camp. Um, yeah. It is interesting. Actually, this fits very well with my topic. How, oh. 
how are you gonna are you gonna do an episode on the difference between men and women and women's bodies and (laughs) that came out today I know it was a joke because of that one time that our technology messed up but it's good because you were recording an episode that you'd already done (laughs) oh Oh, I see (laughs) that's funny that's right. I, I do not doubt that at all. I had my first, I had, well, not my first, I had my, my hundredth um, moment of talking with a spiritual daughter about something that was like a, a, a very dear moment, something that she shared with me, and I totally forgot. Oh. Yeah. yeah I've and been so, there. like, I had to be like, sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I know you, you already said this, and you shared something deep, and I just, Cannot remember what the what the details were of what you shared. That's okay. Oh my god! It makes you a really good confessor. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I actually went to confession last night, um, and I said um, we had had this amazing discussion last night with Libby and Claire and Father Brian and me, and we were talking about like what does what does the Byzantine church in Ventura County need and, and what we have so much talent, so much skill, so much zeal, like what can we do for the Byzantine church up, up in Ventura County? And, uh, and it was amazing. Like the things we were coming up with were amazing and, and like, well, okay, you know, well, I'll do this and you do this. We'll tap into this and all these things are already happening. Let's make sure that we utilize all the things that are already happening and then we'll discern this. And, and it was like, it was so amazing the things that we could do, like we could change the world and the whole time I'm like having major imposter syndrome, like thinking I'm not the guy, <laughs> like, like I, I'm not the guy to lead this massively beautiful movement mm. in this county. And, 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 I, and then our Lord just put on my heart, like exactly like, like you, if you thought you were the guy or even if you were the guy, it like having one guy <laughs> makes a very fragile movement. Mm-hmm. It makes a very fragile situation. And we were talking about Jean Vanier and Larche and and how you can have spiritual abuse and how you can have one person, the devil attacks them and they fall and then it ruins the entire movement. And I was like, I think the future of the church in this generation is is absolute. You there is no cult of personality. There is no one leader. It makes it very fragile in one sense because you don't have one person's vision that keeps everything on track. But if you have proper delegation and everybody has a little bit of imposter syndrome and everybody is just covering their area and you have a good leaders that are guiding that, then it can be incredibly strong because of weakness. So what was the confession? What were you saying? The confession. I mean, was, I, I'm not asking your confession. What I mean is, you were telling yeah, a story no, about confession. Yeah. So my my confession was just I I I I'm debilitated by oh, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like this, the sin is that I I I'm, I'm not thinking. I'm not looking at God's gifts that I've been given. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And and so I'm 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 not. I I feel inadequate because I don't want people to say why is he doing mm. this like. Why, why, why is he leading this when he's obviously quite a mess? Mm. You know. So anyway, that was my confession was was pride. Um, but I don't like using those bud words, buzzwords in confession because they they just they're so they're. It's not a buzzword. It's literally what the father's called one of the sins. Right, I know, but but it doesn't. It's not <laughs> helpful. It's like it's. I mean, you have to you have like to break into why it's pride. Absolutely. Right. 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 Exactly. So, but even then, it's like. 
even when I, I, I like, I'm admitting this is a confessor. When someone says pride, I'm just like, okay, check the box. Uh-huh. I like, unless it, 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 it it's like somebody saying they're pro-life. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what like pro-choice? What does that mean? I like those are such words that are used all the time yeah. that I think it actually lessens the the meaning. Yeah, we actually need to we need to go back and say. Even with, I mean, I again, the word pride can just be distracting. I'm just saying this is personally. So I, I think it is pride. Of course, it is, and that that we need to identify it as pride. But maybe I would say, for the, for my sake, when I'm give when I'm going to confession, I identify it as pride at the end mm-hmm. of what I'm saying. I did this, this, and this, and that's probably can be defined as pride. That's the category um, that I'm putting this in. So yeah. All right. So. Um, I need to use you, Mother, um, for a project I'm doing. So between <laughs> 2.30 and 5.45 tonight, I have to your write- Your I mean your time. My time. Okay. I have to write a, a journal article, a periodical article on friendship. Now- there's this amazing family. Their last name is Wild, W-Y-L-D-E. If you are in Santa Barbara, um, you need to check out Wild Works. If you're anywhere near Santa Barbara, check out Wild Works. It's a kombucha and mead brewery. Mm. And they have, it's the whole, it's a storefront in Santa Barbara. It is amazing. It's among a bunch of other bars and restaurants and shops and they have they make their own kombucha and mead, and the whole place is oriented towards leisure. So indoor seating, outdoor seating, they have one of those garage doors that opens. Um, anyway, they um, they wrote a book together. He wrote he's like a poet, he's an amazing poet. I one time saw him present a poem, a long form poem. It is not, oh. but um, but that it runs in the blood. It runs in the family, of course. Um, so he uh, he wrote a long form poem that took at least. 20 to 30 minutes and he had the whole thing memorized. Whoa. And it was on it was on masks, like like, like masks, uh-huh. wearing masks during COVID. And and I it was it was amazing, like absolutely amazing. His deep thoughts on this. He was so like passionate. Um and and anyway, he had the whole thing memorized. So he just an incredible man, incredible family of of virtue. That there is no there is no faith. I don't know if they grew up with faith and then rejected it, or if, or if they just never grew up with it. But the 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 natural virtue in this family is amazing. They have a whole troop of little children who live up to the name Wild in in every beautiful way, um, and they have live music at this place. Anyway, it's incredible. So he asked me to write this to write a little article for his periodical on friendship. He says I'm going to have like a. I'm going to have a Buddhist guy write one and a Jewish guy write one and, and a Muslim guy write one and a universalist write one. I'm like, okay, I'm so I'm here. So I am representing all of Christianity. <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm representing all Christianity in my, in my thoughts on, on friendship. Um, so I have two other appointments between this recording and that, but I, I need, I need to use this discussion, <laughs> not use you, but use this discussion. You want to externally to, to process with me. Exactly. That's great. Exactly. On what this is. So, um, so some initial thoughts. I think my skill set in in if I have to write a, a, a journal article in one sitting in two hours, my skill set <laughs> is to be a storyteller. My skill set is to to speak from the heart, um, be authentic and a heart and a storyteller. But I want a foundation in truth, and I want to stand on the shoulders of giants, especially if I'm representing Christianity mm-hmm. here. So. 
Um, the first thing I went, I, I thought went to, and I'll show this to you first, and I'd love for your feedback on it. But have you ever read Nicomachean Ethics, Aristotle on friendship? He he does three different types of friendship. Um, I've read something so about utility. Aristotle and friendship. Yes. Um, yeah. So yes. the first one is a friendship of utility. Mm-hmm. The second one is a friendship of pleasure or delight, and the third one is a friendship of virtue. That's mm-hmm. what, that's what I'm calling them. Um, Utility, pleasure, or delight, and then and then virtue. Others have called this as well. I did not make this up. I'm I'm, I'm using others' summaries. Um, but the the he goes into great detail. If you want to look this up, just look up um, Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics, ch- uh, chapters eight and nine. Um, but he the first uh, type of friendship is a friendship of utility. And maybe I'll just say to these and, and then ask your feedback, mother. Um, this is a a this is probably the most common. Form of friendship. Um, it's a friendship of mutual usefulness. So it's like if if my friendship with you was only based upon I am an external processor, and so I need a sounding board. I need someone to speak back into this. We would have a friendship of of utility, so, mutual so useful. God only knows what you get utility. out of it. It would have to be right. It would, you would have to get something out of this too. I don't know what you're going to get out of this. So so, but anyway, I'm getting a lot out of it. Um, I'll, you tell me whether I'm just actually manipulating you or, or if it's actually good. So this is very common. In our everyday life, we have lots of relationships, what we would call friendships of mutual usefulness. I would, it'd be an interesting thing since Facebook calls them friends to, to try to define which, which form of friendship, if any, Facebook um, means when they say friends other than just a sales ploy. Um, an example of this would be like business loyalty. In other words, I... I have people that, that I give my money to regularly, and when I do that, um, they, I know they're going to give me a quality product, and they know I'm going to come back and use them again. So there's a friendship. We'd call it friendship, but it's, it's of mutual utility. Um, I get from them something in equal parts of what they get from me. Um, and sometimes, sometimes there are uneven friendships, of course, and Aristotle goes into great detail about this. But sometimes it's like, well, I, I get like my food from you and you get 1% of your income from me. I get 100% of my food from you. you so in other words, there's a, the friendship may be destroyed or may end because of how, how uneven it is. Mm-hmm. Um, another example of this would be like coworkers. Um, in other words, I, I, I'm a friend with you at work. Because if I wasn't, it would just make the day long and boring. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, I, it helps to pass the time in my work atmosphere. But that's all. It's like it's like eight hours a day. I'm I'm near you. I'm waiting tables with you. I'm sitting at a desk near you, and we have a friendship because it makes both of our lives easier and makes makes both of our work days more tolerable. Mm-hmm. Study groups could be like this as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Study groups. Exactly. Study groups could be like this. If you're if you're a student, um, I just I study better when I'm along with you. Mm-hmm. So I had like a in seminary one of the seminarians' fiancés. Um, she was she was loved studying in coffee shops, and so did I. So that's what we would do. We would like, hey, where are we going? Like, let's go to a coffee shop. So we would go out to a coffee shop, and it was really nice to have somebody else there sitting at the table um, to be distracting to those of us with ADHD. Um, exactly. Friendship utility. So that's obviously not where I'm going with this project. Um, the second one would be a, a friendship of, of pleasure or delight. So this is just 
this is, I think, what most people in the world today consider friendship. Mm-hmm. I just like hanging around you. Um, and, and you could, I, in my mind, um, Aristotle doesn't exactly go here, but in my mind, you, you could have a friendship of utility become a friendship of pleasure mm-hmm. when you say, let's go to happy hour after work. Mm-hmm. So in other words, now, now the, the time has been passed, the workday is over, we're going to go out because we, we have a, you, you delight me. Like, like you're, you're not only a good person to work with, you're actually a good drinking buddy as well. And so I need, at the end of the day, I need to get rid of all the negative from the day. I need to have a good laugh. I need to have a good drink. And you're someone who's going to, I'm going to delight in your presence. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying um, this, myself when I'm with you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And this could also go with like dating. I think dating kind of, goes through all of these ends up being love as well. And there's a similarity here. I'll get to the scripture in a moment. Um, but a, a relationship of, of, of pleasure life. This could also be like a shared interest. You know, um, you like going surfing or hiking or, or something with somebody. You, you like um, crocheting. I'm trying to think of all the things people do nowadays. Um, I like playing kickball in the park on Saturdays, you know, whatever it may be. This is like we, we, we share an interest. And so having it, having someone to share it with is good. Libby was just telling me last night that she literally got to, she got to the seminary. You guys have all met Libby because she was on the, on the podcast about fasting. Um, she, she teach a teacher at the seminary and she got there and she immediately jumped on the Frasati, like Frasati mm-hmm. club website for Ojai, California. And she just said, any Catholics on here that like climbing or that would be willing to learn. And I'm like, what a great post. Like you, you're, you find a bunch of Catholics, you're saying, do any of you enjoy climbing? Like belay climbing, climbing in a climbing gym or climbing actual rocks, uh, mountains, or would you be willing to learn? Like, are you looking for a good <laughs> Catholic friendship that, that, that is interested in being in the outdoors and having some sort of physical exertion that's healthy? And then, uh, yeah, so shared interest too. I would love to, I, I think that most of my, what I would call my friendships in LA that I, people I met here mm-hmm. that are not related to, to, to the faith would, would fall into this category, mm-hmm. maybe even the, the first two. And, and Aristotle is not saying, and I'm not saying that these are, are bad, mm-hmm. but they are definitely oriented towards the self. Um, there's a certain, uh, selfishness there because as soon as the youthfulness of the pleasure end, the usefulness of the pleasure ends, the friendship probably ends. Like the foundation of the friendship is only is only what I get out of it. And if you get out of it, if you get out something out of it as well, then we're good. Yeah. But if not, then it's probably gonna end. Yeah. And I, I was gonna make that point at the end too, if you didn't, as you were talking about the three friendships of I got the the same feeling when I read Aristotle's when I read the description of his his three definitions of friendship is um He's not saying that that the first two are bad, but that they're lesser goods, um, and that they can be kind of transformed. I think into um, the greater friendships, but it's the you know it's like C.S. Lewis talks very beautifully in Mere Christianity about how um, God allows us the experience of falling in love. Um, like the very emotional experience in order to to help us have the foundation to to love well like as a choice to love um yeah. and so it's uh like you know eventually in marriage you lose the butterflies you you lose that that honeymoon 
kind of feeling. But um, but that doesn't mean that the honeymoon feeling or the butterflies were bad. Like they're part of the process, right. and they they um, they're just a good that's that can lead us if we allow it to to a greater good um, as long as we. Um, don't want to just settle for the lesser good. Yeah. And I, I think that that's an important thing to say. Sometimes these friendships just stay there mm-hmm. and they serve their purpose and we move on and we have good memories of that friendship for the time it lasted. And and it was it was not no one was manipulated, no one was abused. It was just it was just that that was it was there to pass the time or or help. But I we we both moved on in a sense. Which is this? As I'm saying this now, it's actually very hard for me to say because, like, I I treasure friendships so much that I I would never want. I it would be very hard for me to say a friendship moved on mm. or changed. Like, it's always available. I would always want someone to say, like, even as as deep or shallow as our friendship was, that's always still available. Mm. Like that, we can tap back into that because the investment that I made in it, and I decided that that we're going to be friends for life, even if we never talk. You know that's that's a weird thing for some people. Like, if 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 someone if someone from my childhood or from my previous assignment or something, you know, wants to talk or wants to catch up, like I will go out of my way to do that. Um, so we we can you can even find those friendships again, and you can kind of pick them pick them back up where you left off. Quick cowboy, can you see mm-hmm. on the video how much I'm sweating right now? I cannot. I'm. You look beautiful, as always. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm like. I'm dying. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> you need a fan or something? <laughs> there's no fan in here. It's. I mean, there's the AC, but if I turn the window unit on, it's so loud. And anyways, I think I just wanted to complain. Actually, I was just curious <laughs> if you could like see the sweat on my face because it's pretty disgusting. No. So you can't can. smell it, thankfully. But right. <laughs> habit problems. It's the veil is like it. It just it traps all of the heat inside. Right, um, like it just on your neck. It's just oh, my neck is so sweaty. It's gross. Okay, I you guess can, I, I, it's weird. Maybe maybe monasticism should be somehow like a set <laughs> or something. <laughs> maybe when you're a nun, you should learn to not complain <laughs> about life. <laughs> Touche, Father Michael. Not at all. It's good. I, I as hashtag your offered father, up. You can always you can always complain and whine to me. Maybe not on compl- the podcast. As long as you've already complained, that's true. As long as you've already complained to Jesus, that's like what I always say. Like you can share as a, as a spiritual father, you can share anything with me, but make sure you share it with Jesus first, and then because he's your priority here. And then, so did you? Did you whine to Jesus? No. Before saying that, I don't think I did. Okay, get on it. So, well, we'll, I'll go to confession later. I'll confess it as pride. No, it's not 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 <laughs> sin. Just just learn for the future. Um, <laughs> I'm being I'm being so patronizing right now. <laughs> Please don't think I I mean any of this. Um, uh, all right, what is? Are we moving on to the third kind of friendship? Yes. Okay. So the third kind of friendship is is we were talking about kind of the process is a fully developed friendship. This means that the other ones can either the other two utility or or uh, delight. We'll call it that. Utility or delight can can be steps in the process. They can they can remain where they are and just serve their purpose. Um, but but they're not fully developed. They're they're a fully developed friendship is is a friendship of of, of virtue. In other words, we have shared values and shared principles. Um, they the the it is not it is not dependent upon what we offer to each other. Um, I think this be, very much becomes I would call a friendship of the will. Mm. I, I have decided. 
I've decided that we're, that we're friends and I've decided that the friendship is, is worthy of self-gift um, and worthy of even being a burden on each other, or at least you being a burden on me. And I've decided that that's, that's good for my soul and that it will never end. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be boundaries. It doesn't maybe need to be, be separations. Those things are always the case. People always ask that, you know, you know, I, I've, when do I, the same thing like we mentioned before on the podcast, you know, with honor your father and mother, that doesn't always mean give them what they want or even spend a lot of time with them. You know, there needs to be healthy boundaries in all of this. But, um, but a, a, a friendship of virtue is, is a friendship that, that will maintain into eternity, mm-hmm. you know, in, into heaven. And that, that is decided upon um, where you, you, you absolutely desire the good of the other for the good of the other. Um, and 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 you, even though certainly um, certainly delight is there, certainly utility is there, but though those are not really even considered, those are kind of assumed um, goods. But if either of those cease, the friendship still remains. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it definitely there there is a perpetual and an undying uh, sense, a, a lifetime sense of friendship, and this makes it. This makes it actually very, very rare, mm-hmm. um, at least rare compared to the the many other friendships that we have, um, because it is. It's a, and I'll tell a quick story of when I realized this. And I may have shared this before, but this makes it real to me because I'm I'm a storyteller. I need stories and experiences to to drive these things home. But I'm also going um, to while you t- while you tell this story, I'm going to listen, but I'm also going to try to find <laughs> um, something that would be useful in this conversation. Nice. Um, so I, when I was at Steubenville, which was my third college, because I went to TAC for a year, uh, fell out, then went to community college for a year, did just fine, and then went to Steubenville. And while at Steubenville, at both those other places, and I realized in high school, really, except for my one or two best friends, um, I was absolutely grasping at friendship. I was, I was looking selfishly for friendships of delight, um, and I did not feel, I think, because those type of friendships could not hold the weight of my my need for community. Um, those friendships could not hold it. So I was constantly grasping at and trying to make friendships of delight into friendships of virtue without understanding what friendships of virtue were. Um, so I, my biggest worry was that my friends my friendships, at least in my mind, that were friendships of delight, that they were going to have experiences of delight without me. And therefore, I was going to cease to be helpful to them. I was going to cease to be a delight to them because even if they went out one time and they had this amazing experience that they would not stop talking about and and they had this kind of band of brothers experience that that I was not included in, in other words, I would have major FOMO, that I was not included in that that their friendship would 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 uh, jettison away from me and continue moving because of this one experience. So therefore, any time I was invited to have some sort of leisure activity with them, I would always say yes out of fear, totally out of fear. Um, and I did this, and I neglected my studies, I neglected my prayer, I neglected my my everything. In, in because I I really wanted and I was grasping at a, a friendship, but I didn't know what to do, what to ask for. And there was one time I must have been. I remember sitting in my dorm room, 
Um, but it, I must have been sitting there prayerfully because <laughs> this is, is from God. And, and our Lord just said, you need to stay home tonight. You need to get this paper done. And you need to trust that the friendships you have now, and, and he even spoke the names with Ryan Monk and Connor Gallagher and Pat Crawford, like these men, your, your friendship is completely based upon Christ. Mm. And, and therefore it will remain and therefore rest, rest in these friendships because even if, and it, I, I had to look, I was like, Connor and Ryan, they were both good looking, much taller than me, athletes, scholars, and some of the funniest men I knew. It was so lopsided. And I, and I, I could kind of say like, our Lord was telling me, like, do you really doubt their friendship? And I was like, no, not at all. It's like, yeah, so they have friendships of virtue with you and you have a friendship of delight with them. Like it, it, is, it is lopsided. Like they've decided to love you. They've decided that you're gonna be mm-hmm. friends for life. They've decided that, that you, you, are, you are helpful, not in some way of getting through the day, but you are helpful actually in the salvation of their soul. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you will be that way even if you change your personality, even if you become a vegetable, like you will still be helpful in, the, in that to them. And they've decided that that means a friendship for life. And I, I had to like accept that gift of, of their different definition of friendship. And I then changed the relationship to be defined the same way. Which, which is really hard because uh, we, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast before, but we so desire to deserve the things that we get that it's really hard for us to just accept what's given as gift. Yeah. Like we, we want to yeah. know that, um, some part of us wants to know that they're friends with us because we're funny, because we're good looking, because we're this, because we're that, because we're even, even, you know, like because we're holy, because we're, um, or I shouldn't say holy, because we're virtuous or or something. Um, and it's really hard for our, um, sorry to use the buzzword, but it's really hard for our pride, um, for our ego to, to know that this person loves us, um, not because of the things that we do. And I think the reason that's so hard for us or part of the reason is because the fear the fear then becomes like I don't know. I think it, in a superficial way it's a fear, but looked at rightly it's a great freedom. Um similar to how I've talked about how like poverty is actually a great freedom. Um in that it's like it's something that we think we don't want, but then we realize how freeing it is. Um, this is true of this gift as this friendship as gift is if it's not dependent upon something that I'm doing, then there's a freedom in knowing that um, there's nothing I can do to lose that. Um, and we want to earn it, but at the same time, there's this freedom in knowing that we don't have to. I don't know. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think we all in, and the devil puts this on our mind, but when, when we start considering our friendships, we, we almost always go to what am I contributing? You know, what am I contributing? And, and, and like, if I can't think of what I'm contributing, then I worry about the friendship. Mm-hmm. And I, I say, well, they, here, here's what I'm contributing. But that, that literally, 
changes the definition to a friendship of utility mm -hmm. because I have to be contributing something that's useful to them and that then handicaps the friendship. So think, thinking that way actually knocks the type of friendship down a few pegs and remove the fact that it's fully developed. Like we, we, we undevelop the friendship by, by, by demanding that of ourselves. Um, and so we, 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 we are actually preventing a true friendship from being there. Um, but we all do it. Mm -hmm. it. It's similar to when we say, like when we're jealous or envious of somebody, and we say, well, they have this going on, but they don't have this that I have. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, that's just such a horrible way, but we, we all do it. Like, you know, I, I, like, I'll just give an example. As a priest, I'm like, I, I meet with all my brother priests. And I'm like, look how good they are at this and this and this. And then my brain automatically says, okay, let me find something that I'm better than them at. Mm. Let me find that because that will make me feel better. There must be something that I can latch onto so I don't just freak out and have a meltdown and become totally depressed. Not that I ever do that, but I like uh, about, about, you know, why, why, Lord, did you give them so many gifts? Or why, what do I need to do to be more like them? Um, and the same thing is true for, for like having to define what it, what is my contribution in this in this group of friends. Mm. Um, another thing that came into my mind was something that Willie Peacock said one time. That was that was just I I, I laughed so hard when he said this. He's like, I don't think many I don't think many introverts make friends. <laughs> He said they're just they're just invited to a friendship by an extrovert. <laughs> Every friendship that's in, like in a friend group, they were invited by an extrovert. Like they didn't they they just were kind of waiting. And a lot of introverts that find just very peace and joy in, in being alone most of the time, but want friends, of course, as anybody does, and needs friends as anybody does. They usually find their friend groups by being invited into them, mm -hmm. and then they, they then they decide to stay. Um, but I thought that was pretty funny because he was talking specifically about one of his friends um, that's like one of his closest friends that just one day said, hey, we're going to be friends. <laughs> An extrovert <laughs> found him and said, that's the case, you know. Um, now, maybe not just introverts, but those who are shy too. The, I think that the, um, I mean, this, this is probably is just obvious and goes without saying, but the reason then that kind of friendship is, the highest of the three friendships um, and is the most, um, the closest to the divine is because it just so clearly images divine love, right? Like this is how, like we don't earn God's love. God, God loves us in spite of and, <laughs> um, and in our very weaknesses, not... Um, yeah, and so that's just so clearly reflected in that kind of friendship. And um, the closer we get to the divine, of course, the higher it is. So. I also think now that you mentioned the divine and God, exactly, there's even a process within each of those, but especially within the, the friendship of virtue. In other words, it's not settled. In other words, when, when, if you're in a friendship of virtue, you there, there does need to be investment and there can be progress within that friendship of virtue. Um Moving towards a greater understanding, a greater peace, um, etc. Uh, let me see. I was just looking. And I mean, you're calling it virtue, a friendship of virtue, and virtue is, um, like we aim to make virtue habitual, right? That might even be part of the definition. I don't know, but um, like. 
I don't know. I probably shouldn't say that because I don't actually know the definition of virtue. But anyways, we well, well, you, virtue comes from habit. So like uh, habits will build virtue. Um, sure. And if so we want virtue, we need to have the habits, the foundation. So if it's a, a friendship of virtue, um, we're we're continually building it from habit. Like you're talking about how it's choice and how it's a matter of the will. And even if those other things are lost, the utility or the delight or pleasure or whatever you're calling it, like this, the friendship sustains, but that's not always easy at first, right? Um, it's like, especially when you're transitioning from a friendship of pleasure um, or delight into the friendship of virtue, there are moments where it's like, you know, like when everyone has in even their their strongest friendships, like when you have that first fight or you have that first thing that you're like, um, oh, I don't like this about this person, Um the the temptation is to to back away or to maybe like the easy thing might be to just leave that friendship and move on, uh, but if it's the friendship of virtue, then it's like no, we're going to work through this. I'm committed to this friendship, and I love this friend even in those moments. And I think the more we do that in those friendships, the easier it becomes to come back and to work through those things and. To choose to love, despite the the lack of maybe a, a human or a natural pleasure there, um, and so um, just as habit builds virtue, uh, those habits within friendship builds the 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 friendship of virtue. I have some some friends who have stopped. I think they would say. Uh, this is what I want to ask them. I think they've stopped being friends. They've certainly stopped hanging out all the time because one of them started dating someone that they don't that they don't like. And I, I guess I got to be careful how I say this. They started dating someone that that their that their former friend did not approve of. So the friendship either ended or it's or or it didn't end, but it's on pause now because of this relationship that's, that's not approved. And I wonder. I really want to ask them and say. In other words, did you separate your relationship out of love for the person mm. because in hopes that like what we would call consider excommunication, you mm-hmm. know, we may the church may excommunicate someone for the sake of bringing them back healthy so they can actually be united. That the, the intent is not that they become separate. The intent is that they become a healthy member and 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 that they are helped by this rather than, I wonder I need to ask is in other words, is that's what a friendship? That's the difference between a friendship of, of utility and a friendship of, of virtue. Um, a friendship of virtue would say we may need to separate for a time because I completely disagree. I think this person you're dating is actually harmful to you, and 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 I am somehow by by keeping my relationship with you in, as it is now, I am actually enabling you to 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 say that I'm supporting it and I or to say that your life's going to continue to be the same even with this I need to separate myself from you out of love for you in hopes that the friendship can be real again or get even better because I cannot support you in this I just want to ask them if that's if that's what uh, if that's the reason or if it or if it was more of a I'm sorry this is just I don't this is not fun anymore it's not helpful to me anymore I'm just going to separate from this because I'm I'm so sick of all you do is talk about how much this your your boyfriend or girlfriend you know abuses you or manipulates you or or you have to deal with them and 
I'm not. I don't have the patience you do. Whatever it may be. Yeah, and um, I think that's that's a good point because when we talk about the utilitarian friendships, well, and I think this could be true of both of those first kinds of friendship. Um, I don't know which Aristotle would classify this as, but we also get things out of friendship that are not belong that are not necessarily indicative of a friendship of virtue but also that are not an exchange of just goods um in the sense of okay so so for instance you were um you were saying like you you were talking about the exchange of like I pay for this food and so there's a relationship there or even like mm-hmm. we study together or we work together and that makes it easier for both of us so there's a a friendship there um of utility but it's also true of in a in a psychological sense we can we can have these friendships of utility in the psychological sense, you know, um, that at an extreme level would be considered codependence. Uh, of this person needing me is the quote unquote utility. Um, and so, so I think that is the, the question you raise of why did they separate in friendship is, I think, a good one. I think that's the, the question that defines it. As one of those first two friendships versus the highest, the the friendship of virtue, because if it's because I'm no longer getting, I'm no longer feeling needed in this friendship, and it's no longer bringing any pleasure, and blah blah blah, um, and I don't approve of their relationship, and thus it's like not fun for me to be in those conversations. Um, then that's one thing. But if it's as you're suggesting, it could be out of love for the other, um, and like this is what's good for them, and what I think is going to help them most in their deification, um, in their becoming divinized. Then, um, then that could be a yeah, yeah. So and I, think, I, and I think I think mo- ways- what I'm saying is sorry. What I'm saying is, um, you can't always see what kind of friendship it is just by the externals. Um, the motivation and the desires and what's being what's being fulfilled, not just spiritually but also psychologically and physically, like all of those things come into play. Absolutely, and I, I think that 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 can actually be a test to say if I do if I do feel that I need to break off this friendship or, or make it different, separate it somehow, am I doing it out of love for the person or out of any sort of selfishness? Mm-hmm. And that can be actually be a test for ourselves, our own virtue in general, but also in, you know, how, 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 what is this friendship? How, maybe I thought the friendship was actually stronger than it is, but I've only invested a certain selfishness in it um, because I'm just kind of ready to be done. You know, it's like I don't. If this friendship never returns, I will be just fine. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I think that that's a, a an admission that we need to have. Um, that's uh, that's very important. Um, real quick, I just want to because I, I want to do two more things. I want to make sure we get them in before we're done. Um, but I want to touch on on two Latin words that I know I brought up before, but that the companions of Christ and the the companions of Christ, my old fraternity in Denver. Um, I say my old fraternity. I do think we're fr- we have friendships of virtue, so I will, I will maintain those relationships even if I'm not in Denver or a companion anymore. But um, the the way that they define and and just 
the way they help us realize the true definition of these two words of respect and tolerance that have to do with and and we're very clear in the companions like you could, we're all brothers even if we're not all friends so in other words we're we're not forcing friendship because you've entered into this brotherhood we're all brothers and therefore we will love each other forever because it's a familial experience but that does not mean that we have this highest level of friendship where we've decided that that spending time together or investing in each other is like helpful towards salvation and um but Respectare, the the foundation for the root of respect, um, is just re again. Spectare, look. So mm-hmm. there's a looking again, and so when you respect someone, you you keep on looking. In other words, they they may make mistakes. They're gonna they're gonna do things that are that are unworthy of their friendship. They're gonna they're gonna do and say things. This is why we get in fights with our friends, right? They're gonna they're gonna say things that they may regret later on, but. If we respect them within friendship, we're going to look again, and and we're going to give them second and third chance opportunities to reveal the true self. So my my friendship is based upon your true self at the, at the core of your being, which I have seen. You've shared it with me. I've seen it, and and I, I I we're friends there. And so we don't always act like that. Though we don't always behave according to that friendship. So the the respect means I respect you enough to look again. That's what respect means. I, I'm going to look again for what I know is there. And I'm going to give you those chances to reveal that again. And 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 that is where our friendship is is carried most. And the second word is, is Can I say something quiet. about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um I because I think it's not just a matter of um giving them the chance to redeem or um in the respect um like I think it's not just a matter of that's not their true self. I'm going to give them the chance to reveal their true self. I think it's also a matter of in the respect, in the looking again, we're looking for the true self even in that action um, of like, where did this, where did this come from? Are they, um, are they saying this thing out of a desire to be accepted, in which case they're acting wrongly out of that desire, um, but maybe looking to that motivation. I'm just thinking of, I was talking with a, um, a friend of mine recently who's a, psychologist and he was saying he was like you know I've realized that I'm a lot more patient no pun intended with um my patients like the people that I see um in conversation with them than I am with my friends and family and he said part of the yeah. reason for that is because with my patients there's there's some aspect of curiosity of like I'm I'm genuinely wanting to know like what happened in this person's life to um to to kind of cause them to act this way or to to cause them to be where they are now and and seeing the background and knowing that this is what formed like these are the wounds that formed this person into this um is he he's talking about how he's just like it it takes away the judgment um yeah. and and helps him to see more clearly and he's like we just don't always do that with our friends and family and um, and part of that is also because like a psychologist can just ask very direct questions that you would never ask your friends or your family. Um, and, um, but I think that's part of the, the looking again is it's not just judging on the surface, but it's like looking at who, who is the person beneath what just came out of their mouth. And, and that's part of the respect and the looking again. Amen. And that's that leads right into the second one, second word, and that's tolerance. And the true meaning of tolerance, which has completely been mangled nowadays, uh, tolere um, 
the defined I I've never looked into it deeply but the way that we defined it in our rule of life is is um like a carrying one another's burdens. Mm. So to tolerate someone doesn't mean just to endure them or to to suffer through their presence but it actually means to help identify what their burdens are and then to help carry those burdens. Mm. Um it's very much related to like a yoke. Um you know there's a which is another Important thing when it comes to friendship, you know, the, being equally yoked. But, um, but like, I do. Do I? Do I? When I tolerate my friends, it means that I, I not only observe their, I observe their struggles. I identify those struggles as a burden on me, and I'm okay with this burden. No, I'm actually helping carry the burden. Mm-hmm. So when it, when it, when there's a true friendship, this is something again. Am I willing to do that? If I'm not, it's probably not a virtue friendship. It's probably more like a pleasure friendship or a, a um, delight friendship or utility friendship. Um, so those I think are are helpful things all to to investigate. Not only my current friendships, but even in prayer. I mean, I know we're gonna have many people listening to this that that are gonna say, "Do I really have any friends at all?" I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's that's one of the one of the things that comes with a really deep investigation into friendship and friendships are so few and far between nowadays between people who don't live in a culture that makes them makes them happen um so a couple other things just because i want i do want you to speak into my 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 uh i don't know what to call it. i'm going to call it an essay because i'm thinking of that word my essay about friendship i want you to speak into it so i want to cover, cover share a couple other things that are on my mind um, here, mother, and I just forgot what one of them was. Oh no! Um, so one thing I see is that many friendships nowadays in the world are based upon who somebody spends a lot of time with. So therefore, they're either delight or utility or both because they change so quickly. My my experience just being here in LA is that there's when I meet people, most of the friends I meet are people they are currently working with, mm. and then. In a year, they may have a completely different set of friends, and it's because now I have I switched jobs, or there's a high turnover rate where I'm working, whatever it may be. Um, and those may just be the people I'm meeting. You know, they may have deep, hopefully, have deep virtue friendships as well. But the people that we're just hanging out with, maybe I'm just a friendship of delight or a friendship of utility, so I'm hanging out with that group. Who knows? Um, but I, I think that it's 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 very it's very uncommon. To have someone go from those like where do you meet friends? Where do you make friends? Where do you develop friends? You know that's why I love Wildworks, this place in Santa Barbara, because it's like it's oriented. The whole thing is oriented towards observing beautiful families and and um, like listening to art, whether it's poetry or comedy or music, whatever it may be, and 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 spending time with each other. Actually, just kind of resting there, having this leisure time. Um, that's why I want to. I feel so called to contribute this um, to this journal. By the way, and people are going to ask. I have no idea what journal it is. I don't know what it's going to come out. <laughs> I have no idea. But what, 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 we may find. I just, I just love Dylan, so um, I'm just I'm doing it. I'm doing it for him. Um, uh, but the other thing too is that I this, this, I just pulled it up. This hilarious tweet. You guys may have seen it. Uh, I don't know if this he's the original. I think it is. Um, it looks like Lego Joseph Smith is his, but it's it's Mormon Morminger M O R M O N G E R on Twitter. He might not be the original, but it says, um, "No one talks about Jesus' miracle of having twelve close friends in his 30s. <laughs> you know, it's like like that, that. That's so funny because it's true. Like when I got into my thirties, it's like, where do you make friends? Where do you find friends? What do you you know? You when you're a kid, you just like, hey, you're my friend, you know. But well, it's Peter, a, it's James, a, and John were really the. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I always get I always get I always get uh Defensive offended of the for the yeah. other nine. 
Um, and I, I don't know if I, I mean, I, I, know I that mean, they, so do I because I'm named after Nathaniel, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yes, it was like, uh, th- there's something about that. And I think, well, do, where do I want to go with this essay? Do I want to go with the, like, where our society is going wrong? Do I want to go through Aristotle and kind of give a definition of Aristotle? Do I want to say, you know, how do we find close friends in our 30s? Um, do I want to say most of our friendships are only of utility or or delight, and and that's a, that's a bad thing? Do I want to say analyze your current friendships? Um, you know, like where to go based upon all these thoughts, and also, um, I also want to to just give a little bit of of homework, which I know sounds odd, um, but we didn't we didn't. I want to talk about that. So before I, before I forget. Um, I would encourage you to read John 15, verse 4 through 17. Um, that's kind of the where Christ has called us friends. That's where he says the, the greatest love is to lay out one's life for one's friend. Um, it's just, it's just, and that's also where one of my favorite passages um, about uh, John earlier, earlier in John, like, um, uh, Remain in me, you know. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Remain in me, you'll bear much fruit. Um, isn't and then, isn't that uh, John seventeen? I'll bet you a beer. No, I don't want to bet a beer. I'm not confident about it at all. <laughs> I think it's John fifteen. Okay. Um, uh, but yes, the uh, John seventeen is the priestly prayer. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's definitely not John seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. High praise prayer. Um, so anyway, read that. It's it's a good explanation, right? Especially the 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 intense, like literally, a friendship is someone like you can you can just flip it. So love is to lay down one's life for one's friends. Therefore, a friendship, in a sense, is someone worthy of laying down your life for. So you know that there's a certain service, right? Same page of the great. If you live alone, whose feet will you wash? And there's also something about friendship that 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 does involve. We were very eloquent with this in the companions. It does involve um, a shared life. Like it takes a certain vulnerability. Where and uh, if you have a true friend, like you have let them, you've invited them into it. They actually affect your life positively and negatively. Mm-hmm. You you, it's almost like a, a semi martyrdom, like you have in marriage, right? It's it's um. It's a, a a lighter form of that same relationship of I will sacrifice for you. I will change. My, I will alter my life for your good because I love you, my friend, in that way, um, and, and a vulnerability that is shared with them so that they that they, there's a risk. There's always a risk in true friendship, a risk of being hurt, um, a risk of them getting it wrong. But I'm a sinner. My friend's a sinner. That's always going to be the case. We're always going to mess it up. That's why respectari and tolerance are so important. Look again. And be willing to carry each other's burdens. Um, I also just want to say real quick, mother, and then um, there's a couple quotes I found, and I'm mostly just saying this because I, I put the work in, so I want to make sure I get it in here. <laughs> but there's there's a great um, there's a great quote from uh, Saint John Chrysostom. This is in his. Is this in his homily on friendship? Because that's literally what I pulled up when I was like, I'm going to mute myself it's, to pull something up. Oh, it's his homily on First Thessalonians too. Um, I think Is so. Give me the give me the quote. I would much rather you read it. So you read. Um, I have the entire homily pulled up, so I don't know oh, which okay. quote it is. I okay. have lots so this, of things this underlined. Is just a portion of it. 
Um, he who loves ought so to love that if he were asked even for his soul or life, and if it were possible, he would not refuse it. Truly a faithful friend is a medicine of life. He's quoting Ecclesiastes. Truly a faithful friend is a strong defense. Again, Ecclesiastes. For what will not a genuine friend perform? Though you should name infinite treasures, none of them is comparable to a genuine friend. If anyone has a friend, such as I speak of, he will acknowledge the truth of my words. Though he sees his friend every day, he is not satiated. For him, he prays for the same things as for himself. From a friend, we may ask both, we may both ask a favor and receive one without suspicion. I love that line. Mm-hmm. From a friend, we may both ask a favor and receive one without suspicion. There, there's a trust that, that when someone's giving me something or asks for something, it's done out of true love. I speak of spiritual friends, he says, who prefer nothing to friendship. Such was Paul, who would willingly have given his soul, even though not asked. But consider in the tinge of the apostles. I do not speak of the chief men, but of the believers themselves generally. All he says were of one heart and soul. This is in Acts. And neither did anyone say that any one of the things possessed was his own. They distributed to each as anyone had need. So there's a, you can see how he just prioritizes friendship as, as, kind of the object of, of a Christian life well-lived mm-hmm. because a Christian life well-lived is, right? Um, think of Matthew 25, um, the sheep and the goats, right? Hungry, thirsty, strangers, naked, ill, and imprisoned. We, there's a, these are the people that we give to. This is where Christ is. This is where we expend ourselves, et cetera. Um, so the other thing I just, I just thought about was the moments where I've said, these are my true friends. Um, I've said that in my head most recently about um, Justin and Hope Schneer. I've said that, um, I said that about my old, my old buddy, Richard Plishka in seminary. I remember we would, have, we would have evenings where we were just kind of trying to be eloquent about our friendship um, and like what it meant. Because like we, there, was, there was this moment of friendship that was so beautiful. My, of my friends, I mentioned you know Ryan and Connor and Pat um, back in, in college. My friend Eric, that I grew up with, who I'll always be his friend, um, but I like the the moments where I really realized these deep friendships. Um, I think they they are all based in a sense on like we are not we cannot handle true friendship. Me as as Father Michael is the man cannot handle this. Therefore, this friendship is supported and encouraged and empowered by Christ Himself, by the divine, by the transcendent. And all those friendships fit that category. That that I like I am unworthy and unable to sustain this. Um, so therefore Christ has has empowered them to be eternal, to be um truly um like instances of love where where laying down one's life is required of it to both give and to accept. In this day and age, it's really hard to accept someone's doing that for us. You know, that's another part of friendship as, as St. John Chrysostom mentions, right? You don't look on asking for or offering a favor with suspicion. There's no suspicion there. It's just, it's accepted. Um, anyway, a lot's going through my mind right now for a bunch of different perlas. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna ask you mother of all of that, can you please give me some of your wisdom um, and let me know if there's anything in that that you think I should emphasize or touch on in this essay that I'm writing. I think it's really, I think it's really, really helpful to 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 give the background of Aristotle's 
three definitions of friendship and and to be okay. encouraging in because especially if these are um non-christians then then that's just a helpful foundational um philosopher to use um <clears throat> which christianity has certainly built off of uh but um I think giving the encouragement as well and the hope that uh, those friendships, even of the first two, um, are not bad, but that there's something, there should be something inside of us that's aching for the greater and that's striving for the greater. And we can do that in some of those friendships. And because it's, it's not even just a matter of, I think the beauty of the first two friendships is especially if I'm at a place that I want to be living primarily out of the third, then that's good. But we're called to love all and not all are yet ready or capable of, ready for or capable of that third kind of friendship. Um, And so the first two friendships give us an ability to to meet people where they're at. Um, And, or even if we're striving to live out as much as we can, that third kind of friendship with those who are viewing us in one of the first two kinds. Um, because the, and, and the other thing that I think is significant is, you know, no greater love has man than to lay down his life for a friend. And one of the things that Chrysostom talks about in that homily, which I, I have a scanned copy of the homily. So if any of our listeners want a copy of it, um, just email us what God is not podcast at gmail.com and I can email you my scanned copy. It does have my underlines. So sorry about that. It also is one of those awkward moments where it's like, I probably shouldn't have underlined because I ended up underlining almost everything. And so what's the point? Uh, but it's a really, really good homily. And uh, I, I, I shared a lot of it as well when we had father Travis on and did an episode on, on spiritual friendship. Um, but the don't worry, this episode wasn't the same. And but but one of the things that Chrysostom talks about in that homily that uh, pretty much the only thing I had underlined that you didn't cover when you read the excerpts from it was he talks about how when when we give of ourselves, when we do some kind of favor for this particular kind of friend, we feel indebted to them in doing this favor. Um, and in the context in which Chris is speaking is what he's saying is like, it is a gift to us to be able to pour ourselves out for this person because we love them so deeply. Um, and, and I think that's, that's one of the signs of this third kind of friendship is there's this deep desire to give of ourselves, which is why it's not so dependent upon what this person, or ideally not dependent at all upon what this person is giving me, be it utility or pleasure, um, because I'm I'm giving to them. And um, and then we receive as well, like you talked about, you know, there's that line in, in his homily that's, um, it doesn't just say we give a favor without suspicion. It says we also ask for one without suspicion. And so there's certainly the freedom there and the the need to be able to receive. Um, but it's like, 
this kind of friendship is dependent upon our ability and openness to receive, but it's not dependent upon whether this person is giving to me. Like, I receive out of love, not I'm receiving because I need it in order to love. Um, It's like the receiving is the fruit of love. It's not that the love is the fruit of the receiving. Does that make sense? Like, I don't love because I receive. I receive because I love. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, thank you. That's exactly what I needed. Great. Um, I do want to uh, give a quick shout out. Um, I would highly encourage everybody. Some of my some of my best friends and my lifelong friends are the Companions of Christ, my priest friends in Denver, um, who I I got to know and became um, part of the that fraternity when I was there. I would highly in, invite everybody to look up DenverCompaniansOfChrist.org. Um, DenverCompaniansOfChrist.org, and then uh, just click the little hamburger in the corner, and then go to resources. And under resources, you're going to see governing documents, and that rule, the rule of life that we have, is amazing. It's it's absolutely spiritual reading. It's something that 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 is a really a a explanation, especially within priests for priests in priestly fraternity. There's also the ideals, the statutes. You can read all those things. Are beautiful. Syllabus of Common Study. We also have the the the, the Minnesota Companions of Christ rule, which is which is another different rule, but very beautiful and, and similar. I would highly recommend just that rule. That, that if you want to delve deeper into into friendship, um, that was written by the founders of our Denver Companions, and it's incredible. So anyway, okay. I saw Father Mike when I was on home visit. Nice, which was really nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. I just found out from somebody about some new assignments within the Archdiocese of Denver that I don't think I can talk about, but mm. that are are fascinating and hopeful. So, um, um, I want to give a shout out as well. I ran into while I was on home visit. I ran into a kid named Vincent, um, a high school student, and he was just super sweet and really excited to meet me. And um, who had first heard of me on the Matt Frad show or whatever it's uh, Pints of Aquinas. Um, but then listens to the podcast and now and really loves the podcast as well. And anyways, he was just like, oh man, like within two seconds of meeting this kid, I was just like, he has such a good heart. So um, shout out to Vincent as well. Nice, nice. All right. Um, And I want to shout out to, I never got your last name, bud, but there's a guy named Nathaniel who attends St. John's Parish, St. John Christum in Seattle. He hung out um, at the Baklinski's house um, with me, and he told me that he was listening to the podcast. So sorry, I don't know your name, but uh, Nathaniel from St. John's. I don't know your last name. All right. Uh, Are we done? Yeah. We need to be. So... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I can see you. I can see you looking up the, at the time. Um, the uh, so please thank you for listening. And I, I want to lead by this. Struck me yesterday. Um, one of you, one of you on Patreon said thanked us for for having a level for two dollar a month donations. Mm. And they just said like no, most of the people start at five, but we start at two. And it's just, and they just said, you know what? Thank you for doing too. Like, like that's doable for some people, where five is not. And as odd as that sounds, it's so true for some people. Like, you, we it, within the budget, two dollars a month is fine. Um, and we, we're just 
our 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 nonprofit Fotina is just pretty much we're trying to be a medium for where you can help people, you know, through our ministry and and to the poor. But it's your money. It's your it's your your money that's you know going towards the kingdom of heaven. So yeah, anyway, I, I, I wanna, recently I wanna, used some of those funds too for um a family a family who was asking us for prayers at the monastery who um, they were on their, their last month's rent. And um, one of the parents recently, this is a different family than I've brought groceries for, bought groceries for before, but um, they have, they have several kids as well. And one of the parents just lost their job and they only have, they're like on their last month's rent and stuff. And so they, uh, we were able to help them out um, to, to get some groceries and rent and, and such. So. And I just thought of another person that could actually use almost that exact same thing mm, here in LA. So anyway, great. I'll be uh, we'll be using some of your funds for that soon. Um, the uh, so yeah, so thank you to our Patreon members, all of you, whatever amount you give. Um, it's really for someone. Neither mother and I or I make a lot of money. Neither of us are able to kind of. I make literally like, none. For, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. But but we 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 have means of being charitable, even mm. though we don't make money, and that's that's more than people that are not in our shoes um, could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you guys allow us to, even though we make no money or, or, or not that much money, you you allow us even more than we're already able to to really give. And that that's that's a great, it humanizes. I, in a sense, it humanizes you, especially I would imagine mothers that you make no money, um, but it also humanizes me. It, it allows us to, to give um, to those in need and to not, have the excuse of we don't have the means to do that because we do have the means to do that through you. So, amen. Yeah, I'll have to at another point when we have more time, I can share about a really beautiful exchange I had with a couple of homeless people at a gas station um, because of because of Fotina. So, amen, amen. Beautiful. All right. So, thank you for those. Um, um, I only say that because we do have a Patreon, P A T R E O N. You can look us up if you want to contribute. Um, we have our nonprofit Fotina. You go to fotina.org. Um, we have our website, whatgodisnot.com. Um, you can email us. Mother gave the email earlier. Oh, well, God is not podcast at Gmail. Um, we also are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Potter Michael O. We have a Goodreads page. We have a YouTube audio only page. Um, and I believe that is everything. So um, thank you to all those those of you who contribute um, and help and support. Um, you can leave us a review. It's been a while since we've had one. So we'd love for one or two of you to jump on there and give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Those are always fun for me to read. I go look at those every month. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Do you have any prayer intentions, Mother? Actually, yeah, please. <clears throat> um, I'm going to ask her just a, a general prayer request for um, those who are, are lonely and really desiring of friendships akin to the kind that we were talking about. Um, and pray for the Lord to open their eyes to see possibilities for those friendships in their lives. Um, One of the things that Chris Sistem talks about in his homily is he says, some of you may be wondering, is this even possible? And he says, um, if it were not possible, God would, that Jesus would not have spoken um, so frequently about this kind of friendship and about love. And so, so it's definitely possible. And um, just, uh, yeah, pray for those who are, who are lonely and who are um, struggling to have this greater kind of friendship. Amen. I will double down on that. I think this is one of the great insecurities of our generation is is not having the community, the friendship. So um, yeah, just pray for all those who are struggling with that. I think we all are a bit.
Um, but just to give like one message of hope in that, like we, everybody, as I've said before, everybody's lonely because heaven is union with God. And therefore until then we will always be lonely because we are, we are created for such an immense union that is just not possible here on earth. So we are always gonna be lonely. We can alleviate that in ourselves and each other through various ways, but that will always be the case. But we always should have hope in the great community of, of, of heaven and that's available to us if we live a, a life in response to God's grace. Amen. Um, I want. Go ahead. Oh, I thought that was. I thought you were done. I'm oh, no. sorry. No, 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 no worries. My. Um, I also want to just ask her prayer intentions. Um, when I was up in Seattle, we had a water main break in our new outreach and flooded the entire living quarters. Ah. Um, so I just. I want to. I want to say a prayer of thanksgiving for the amazing people, at the outreach who are taking care of these things while I'm gone, and and they're just doing absolutely amazing work, and they're facilitating finding other people. We, we this is such a Holy Spirit led project up there in Santa Paula. There's just so many people stepping up that are that are finding so much joy and and our, the Holy Spirit in this. So, but especially Lorena and Nick Toll, uh, Therese and Mike Dufresne, Blaze and Therese Blaine, Justin and Hope Schneer, these people, and and many others, the Jordans, and and many other people have have absolutely stepped up. And and I don't need to be up there twenty four seven because they are there, and it's really really beautiful. And here in in uh, Sherman Oaks, Mike Menia and Andrew Whaley and um, Paul and Carolina Sheridan and um, Aaron and Carolina Potswall and and Steve Petak and many others who have stepped up to to allow me to be a good father. Um, I'm getting trying to get better at delegating, so I'm gonna shout out to you and everybody else who's uh, who's helping so much. Um, please do pray for all these people and and, and pray, say a prayer in Thanksgiving mm-hmm. um, for what they do. Awesome. All I'm right. Just asking selfishly. <sighs> Great. Um, thanks for the episode. I thought it was a really good one. And thank you. It's uh, it's I feel like it's been a while since we've. Anyways, it's good to be with you. Recorded. Yeah. Yeah. You too. It's been a while since we've even talked. Yeah. Too long. I. Oh my gosh, Father Michael, I have so much to tell you. I'm not even kidding. I would ask to talk after this, but I just, you have to write that article. Um, So, but we have direction next week. Anyways, I love you. Love you, listeners. Love you too. Um, Can you give us a blessing? Absolutely. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, have mercy on you. May our Lord help you to appreciate the friendships you do have, to bring them to fulfillment in whatever way is his. May he give you peace in his own friendship. As he says in John 15, may you find that companionship and that, that self-gift that Christ has already given for you and be able to respond in true virtuous friendship with him. May you see those whom he has sent you. May you be humble enough to accept any sort of criticism or n- need for growth in you that, that will be helpful towards friendships. Um, may he prevent any shame in that way from the attacks of the devil. Um, may you find the virtue and the courage to, to grow in those ways to allow your friendships to be good. And may you be patient with others as they also grow. May you seek out friendships in, in vulnerability and trust and courage and virtue. May our Lord give you what you need and may you understand that these friendships are from him. May our Lord also empower you in your loneliness to seek first him and his kingdom and all the rest will be given you besides. And may our Lord allow you to receive the grace of a Christian life well lived that leads to virtue and the communion of heaven. May the Lord bless you and all those you love in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 